All right, today is April 15th, 2021, and we are here to give you the Positivity Wall Volume 16. Um, <laughs> and we're going to start, we're not, we don't have any announcement today. We're going to start with a club, no, no club jam. We're going to start with the thinking out loud and the random thought. And before I start, I just, I got to say this. So one, right now I'm recording this Why I'm on my lunch break for the next hour. So I'm doing something different. Not only did I just take the time off of work to do it, I'm actually doing it while I'm on a lunch break at work. So boom. Two, this is my third time trying to record this episode. <laughs> um, once I just didn't feel like doing it. Once I came to the mic, I just was like, Ugh. there's another time where there were children. Cause like I said, I keep my, um, I keep my desk downstairs just because I like the sound and I just like everything better downstairs from a work perspective, anything I'm working on. I don't like to do it upstairs. Um, but there were a lot of kids outside playing and they were causing issue in the background as it's raining right now, if it drops through. And then uh, th- third, the the last time I tried to record, which was yesterday, I started a positivity wall and I led with this explosive rant that just wasn't needed. So um, we are here today to give you the positivity wall 16. Your random thoughts kind of tie into what this is about today. Um, so my thinking out loud comes to start a new job this week, <clears throat> meeting amazing people, working with people who have a support system, you know, have a culture that I like. Um, it feels like I can work with amazing people. Um, but the struggle that I've had this whole week is feeling just feeling sad at times because the people that I'm no longer working with, I miss them. I miss interacting with them. I miss having conversations with them daily about the work we were doing. Doesn't mean we don't have conversations now because we do. We still do. And there's still uh, a support system for me um, because they're my family. No matter what we do for the rest of our days, they will always be my brothers and sisters just because we went through a lot of stuff in the last, you know, for some of them two to six years. And, um, but it's hard. Change is hard for us as human beings. Talked about it on the last episode about the uncomfortable positions you get put in sometimes. It's very difficult to to do that. It's very difficult to just be in a situation in which you're not truly feeling it. And, and for me, the hardest part this week is like, this is my 18th year working in, you know, the workforce and corporate America, as I should say, you know, working for big corporations. And, you know, for 17, for 16 to 17 of it, I managed people, I managed situations. So when you listen to companies and you hear the raw, raw talk, it's kind of like, uh, and I caught myself one day listening to some of that and just was feeling like, you know, okay, yeah. And I think one of my friends said it best. It's like, I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop, just waiting for these people to show me like, okay, this is what we are. And because ultimately for me, one of the things I remember saying during this process of trying to find a job, there was an interview I did <laughs> where the lady led with, the young lady led with, tell me about your dream job. And I was already not really feeling this company anyway, but I believe in doing interviews. I believe that one of the things a lot of people lack is interview prep and speaking prep. Like you need to speak as much as you can. You need to interview as much as you can to sharpen that tool and you should be constantly trying to sharpen it. Even in times of where you're where you're peacefully happy at work, 
you need to sharpen that tool because if you get laid off, if something goes down, what people don't understand is there's a there's a reason why there's a business of lifestyle coaches or like um, resume coaches and speaking coaches because people don't take the time. Excuse me, me silence that people don't take the time to continue on this craft. Learning is is a part of what you are, and you'll always have to do it. So it, you might as well be doing it. And um, so I remember the lady said to me, "Tell me about your dream job." And I was like, "I don't have that anymore. I have, I have a dream. I want to be on an island with a drink in my hand with a beautiful woman." And happy, but I don't have a dream job. Like I, I trade my expertise, my knowledge, my services for your compensation. This is what this is. There's no dream in that to me. <laughs> it's just survival. And I, <laughs> it was a video interview, and so I could just see, like, I just took the win out of her sales. And then she, you know, went on to her next question. But that's that's kind of my point. Like I'm at the point in my life now, I'll be 36 in June, where the jobs, I can do the job, I can perform, I can be a part of something, but I'm not one of those people who really wants to fake like I care more than what this job is. And that's hard for me because I've always been the type of person who gets really passionate about my work. And I believe I am my best when I'm passionate about my work. The work I'm doing now, there is a passion to do right. Like there's this passion to to be great, because I want to be great at anything I do, but I don't have a passion to necessarily like, I don't want to be that star. I want to know, no, like, yeah. Now, is there a job out there like that, that can give me passion and that, yeah, I believe there are jobs out there like that. But the only difference, like I told one of my friends, the last company I worked for, that was the last dream job that I wanted. I did it. I traveled the country for six years. I met all types of people and met people from different countries. I got to do really amazing things. And I got to meet amazing people in which I shared very amazing times with. And um, I worked hard and I played hard. And now I'm moving in a different direction. I've had to leave a lot of those people um, behind in a way. And um, it's not easy. But the one thing that I know that I am trying to do is I always live for a challenge. The reason why I picked this corporation that I'm working for now is because I feel like the work is going to be challenging that it'll grow me in another way. It, it's it's a different it's different from anything I've ever done. So it challenges me to take myself to another level, to have an, another idea of thinking, and that's what this is about ultimately. Even when you feel like, "Oh man, I don't know," as I've had this week where I'm like, and it's not been on the on the fact where like I didn't feel like I I should be here. It was more on like I just, I was comfortable. And it's okay to say that sometimes and be honest with yourself. I was comfortable. I was comfortable with the people I was going to work with, even though I was uncomfortable with how comfortable they were or how, or how comfortable I was in what they were. I'm challenging you, challenging you just like I'm ch I've challenged myself to be here to be in this role, to be in this space where I seek to be better than what I've ever been. And I know it's hard. It's, it's not an easy thing. It's not easy at all when you're challenging norms. But I hearken back to the two resignation notices I wrote for my boss. Eight days apart, six or eight days apart in May. 
and knowing that ultimately there was a reason why I wasn't given a year seven. I manifested that. And I may be uncomfortable right now in this chair, but a year from now with the job that I have, I'll be in full swing. It sucks to be new. It sucks to have to start over from a point. It sucks to have to go back to the back of the line and work your way up to the front of it. It really does, especially when you build up a certain amount of um, connection and connectedness to people. I think the thing that I want to leave in this, because I'm willing to be uncomfortable, I'm willing to go to the back of the line, even if I'm grumpy about it. Um, and I'm, I'm meeting amazing people who are sh- sh- highlighting and sharing their experiences with me to remind me of what I owe to this process and making me be the best version of myself in it. But I hearken it to this. Corporations want people to fall on the sword. Yet they continue to show that they don't fall on the sword for their employees in, in many ways. Packages are nice. Buyouts, layoffs can be nice because, you know, in the end, you you take care of someone for a bit of a time. But um, I think when when mass decisions have to be made where massive amount of people have to go, it, it, it just shows that there's a problem. And I know that people have to make decisions. I know when it comes to sales, that's the game. But I think it, it comes back to the problem that I said of the corporations want people to be loyal to them, but they have no vested loyalty in the person and it will never change. And therefore we will never change as well. So (laughs) um, you just have to keep going even when you feel like you can't. Yeah. All right. So as we took you through that thinking out loud, um, the whole thought process behind it was, hey, you're going to face difficulty. You're going to face uncertainty. You're going to, um, you're going to experience things that maybe don't make you feel the most comfortable. But hey, keep going, keep going, keep going. That's all you can do, you know. Um, and if you have to kick, you have to scream. If you have to groan about it, groan. Um. And I, you know, I, like I said, this is my year of discovery. And so for me, I'm in, I'm in that, like the real hard part now. Um, I think the last four months, I won't say wasn't hard. It was um, because I, I took 10 years worth of situations, pain, loss, and I really spent time really going through it, really sitting down, really thinking to myself, who am I? What am I about? Where am I trying to go? What am I trying to get done? And made a commitment to myself that I was going to put myself first, that I came before anyone else. Um, Now, the responsibility as a father, that is 1A, um, and I'm 1B to everything else. But after that, when 1A becomes 1B, when he's gone off to school and I'm in my own zone, I'm in my own space, then it's about um, Jam trying to find the best version of himself and constantly pushing himself towards it. So I say all this to say this, your positivity wall volume 16 today. Um, your card reads as follows. Moments will test your resolve. Don't stop pushing forward. You're loved. You are loved, I should say. 
So let me say it again for you. Moments will test your resolve. Don't stop pushing forward. You are loved. And so, as I said in the open, you know, you're going to have moments where you don't feel comfortable. You're going to have moments where you're going to question some things and, and your resolve is going to have some hits to it. But what are you going to do about it? I think the best thing I've heard this week was a direct quote from, um, you know, and I, you know, um, how should I say it? Uh, executive leadership for the company I'm working for. <clears throat> and it's a quote that I have used for years. Anybody who worked for me, I have said it in this form of variation, but the direct quote was, we pay you to make mistakes. And it, it, it led up to this. It was saying, are you going to make mistakes? Yeah. Are you going to screw stuff up? Yeah. <laughs> are you going to break a few things? Yeah. Don't worry. You were hired because of the, the skills that you have, the value we saw in you. And then when we sat down and we talked to you, we knew that you would fit within our family. And so you being a part of our family, we trust you to make decisions. We're going to empower you to make decisions. And we're not going to hit you over the head when you mess something up. Okay. We're going to teach you. We're going to take moments that, that are teaching moments and we're going to help you to become better. That's how this works. And one of the things I used to say to people all the time is until you break something, you really can't say you work here. <laughs> I just say it a lot because it's true. I think that when you work for people, it has to be known that you are empowered to be an agent of the company, no matter what your position is. From the highest level to the lowest level, you are empowered to make decisions, to, to solve problems and make solutions. That is why we have you here and we trust you to do it. If something comes up, if it gets hairy, this is a two-way street. You can come to me, we'll explore, we'll work together. If you don't feel comfortable, we'll figure it out. But hey, if you make, if you render a judgment, I'm, I'm not going to stand in your way. If it's wrong, pull you aside and, and, and kind of show you there in your ways, but do it with love. And so when I think about this, this positivity wall specifically, you know, we come back to the palace versus prison mentality. Once again, we are beyond putting the prison first. Hope you're paying attention to, to my writing there. I'm a snob. I know. Um, and reminding ourselves that we live in this beautiful, majestic place that we create within our minds that we can go anywhere we want to go. We can, you know, have any flower bloom anywhere which in, in which we stand. It's up to us to remind ourselves that we are not in a prison, that when bad moments happen, when tough moments happen, we don't just give up this botanical, beautiful place, <laughs> um, this utopia, and we just reside ourselves to an eight by eight cell <laughs> that's closed with a cot. That's fool's gold. It goes back to, as I said before, there are bad moments, but there aren't. It's, it's up to you to make a good or bad day. Specifically, um, Tuesday for me. Tuesday was a tough day. Monday, you know, I got started, got into the system, figured out everything I needed to. And then Tuesday was just like, okay, wow, well, I'm doing this. I'm doing this without the people that I love. I'm having to make new friends, new coworkers. I don't really want to do that. I don't want to do that. Can I bury my head for another three months? 
and come back at this in the mid of summer and try again. I really felt that way. I'm being honest here to say it because it's it's hard when you work somewhere and you were there and then you have to do something different. And that's similar to relationships, right? It's hard to be in a relationship with somebody, share so many intimate things with a person. And next thing you know, they don't want you anymore. Or the situation breaks down and you can't solve it. It's really hard. It's a tough situation to deal with. But what are you going to do? Are you going to mope about the past? Are you going to find the resolve to move forward? It's up to you. (laughs) It's up to you. You're going to be tested regardless. As I said before, the games get played with or without you. Either way, life, it continues to move. If you have a bad day, the earth does not stop its rotational axis. It doesn't go, wait, wait, wait. Jam had a bad day. Let me put this thing on pause real quick. Nah, man. (laughs) It doesn't. So if you have to remember that you are another part in this ecosystem that moves, that breathes, that walks, that talks, the whole ecosystem continues to go, whether you want to or not. You only deprive yourself when you decide that a bad moment becomes a bad day. And we're going to have bad days. I'm not telling you not to have it. Not on that positivity run. A lot of times I'm super positive and I'll have a lot of friends who say that, but what they don't see the reverse side of it is I'm very closed off into myself. It takes a lot of recharging to pump in positivity, especially when you live in a country in which you feel at times that you're an endangered species and at any time you could be killed. That was not positive. <laughs> By the way, it was truth. But the reason why I continue to go and the reason why I continue to push for palace mentality over a prison one is because every day that I'm able to have breath, every day that I'm able to live, I get the chance to write history again. May not be important to you, may not be important to my neighbor, but every person here is is beautiful and, and special. And every one of us is getting to write our own set of history. You know? It's up to us how we see it. If you get the chance to write in this book again, then that, <laughs> that's an honor. There are people who didn't wake up this morning. There are people who won't go to bed tonight. And I just, I think that simple philosophy paired with the golden rule gives me the energy to go out in life and how I treat people. There is no time to sit in a prison and hang our head. Especially for me, that time is over. I've given that up. (laughs) I left that in the last decade. When we got to December 31st, I effectively said, hey, that's it. So there's situations where I've encountered friends or family, and they tried to take me back to a negative space. And I'll have to take a moment because I'm still new to this. Normally, I would just fold or just flip out, and I have to take a moment and collect my thoughts and then address them in a positive manner as I am, the man of who I am. And that makes me proud because for a long time, I didn't realize how, (laughs) I guess, how much they were in control of me. I didn't realize that I was, um, I didn't realize that. And that's the prison mentality. So I ask you once again to seek the palace mentality. But what are you doing? How are you finding ways to keep pushing forward when things do test, test your resolve? For me, like I've told you guys before, 
um, you know, reflection. You know, it's the sunrise, it's the sunset. You know, I write. Photography has been amazing for me. Uh, when it decides not to rain, it's been raining a lot lately, so I haven't been able to get the shoots that I want. But when I get to go out on a shoot, oh, man, Easter was nice. I did the sunrise and the sunset, and it was crazy. The spot, one of the spots I go to, there was a gentleman. I didn't even realize it. Like, he was there at sunrise, and he was there at sunset. Like, And he was like, yo, you came back? I was like, yeah, I did. And he said, why? And I said, because it makes me feel good. We all have something that is our thing, something that people may see quirky. doesn't really matter. We all need outlets because this world is so big and sometimes you feel so small. And I've battled that. I've battled this mentality of I want to find happiness. What does it look like to me? Is it is it in the form of companionship? Because that's because to be real, I mean, we're being real. Um, you know, I, I wish I had someone to tell all my secrets. I wish I had that person that I could just just laugh with, just clown and just, you know, watch crazy movies or TV shows, read books with, take walks with, look at the sunrise or the sunset together. Just little corny, cheesy stuff. Because for me, it's that simple. I don't require expensive gifts or expensive things. It's the time. It's what I want. <laughs> and hopefully you do too. I, you know, I don't I don't speak for everyone, but I know that in in pushing myself into discovery and pushing myself forward, at times I would get angry because it's like, okay, I'm being positive. What am I getting for it? And that's not the mentality that you have to have. You have to have an abundance mentality. That comes from the palace mentality. You have to understand that this utopia you make. I get to go out in the world and interact with people any way I want. I have communication devices that allow me to talk to anyone I want. Whatever I want, it's at my fingertips. I control the world as I see fit. And it's a beautiful yet scary thing because with all this communication, we speak to each other less, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, why? Because we're all hurting. You hurt? I'm hurt. Hey, we all hurt. Man, ain't nobody trying to figure out how to how to solve that, right? Nah, we just deflect. Deflecting is not that's not good for anyone, by the way. <laughs> you know, attack the issue head on. That's what I'm trying to tell you here. You're gonna have moments that get put put you on your ass. It's just that simple. It's going to make you feel like you're crap. It's going to make you feel like, should I give up? Don't. I believe in you. And you are loved. You really are. It's not a question of, like, am I saying this to be positive, to push you through? This is the positivity wall, of course. But to be honest, like I said, every day we are able to write another page in our book. This is the history that you make. So if there's something that you want to do, if there's something you want to say, the time is of the essence. Say it. I had a conversation with a friend last night saying that, you know, this this emboldened place that I'm in where I, I don't really care how someone takes it. I care that I'm respectful to people. I care that when I am speaking to someone, I am showing them the utmost respect. 
But if someone doesn't like my position that I sit in, then go, go live, go live your life. It's not going to take from me. It's not going to be a thief of my joy and it shouldn't be a thief of your joy. I'm not going to worry or spend my time wondering how a person's going to receive it, receive it. Here it is. But that doesn't give me this license to just be predatory and be an asshole. It's it's the delivery, the approach and the delivery matter here. That has never been the problem for me. There's some people who are just an asshole or mean to be one. The problem with me is if I know a person's heart, I can sit and have a conversation with myself and that myself part is them. I can break down a conversation and that's how I've been three steps ahead of people sometimes. If I know you close enough, I'm three steps ahead of you. I know exactly what you're going to say from certain things that I say, from certain things that you say. I just know it. It's creepy. It's not creepy. It's just, it's being that much in tune to people. And the thing is, is that, like I said, in one of the positivity was, I believe that my greatest tool is restraint. That's where restraint comes from. When you grow up having to be older than what you are, partly because I'm black in America, and that's why, but being in a home in which I had responsibility just put in my lap, I was always older than where I should have been. I never really lived that full experience of being a kid. And that's fine. We're beyond that. I'm an adult. It helped me be a stronger and shapely and a worldly adult. But what it also took from me was the inability to allow people to be people. As I've talked about before with the move to Checkmate, every conversation I'm having with a person, I'm trying to figure out where Checkmate is. How can we get to the end of this quickly? If you have a problem, how can I solve for it? You want to go from A to B? Let me get you there in the straightest line possible. Everything else, all the the nuances in between, I don't really care. So if that's how I feel about the nuances, then why am I caring about somebody's nuances when I'm coming from the heart? And it's because ultimately I, I never wanted people to feel as much pain as I felt. But I didn't allow them to be people. So now certain people who are close to me have an interpretation of who I am off of a shade of what I am, <laughs> not who I am. You were, you were touching a wall over there. You weren't touching the being. That was just a wall that I propped up for you, one that you thought was truly me, but it wasn't. It was what you expected of me, so I gave it to you because it, it dispatched you. It set you down quicker. I left all that in the 20th century. <laughs> I did. And it, and like I said, I've been I've been raw in this 21st century, boy. I've been just giving some hot takes, boy. I done got in trouble so many times in these first four months. I don't care. I'm going to keep getting in trouble because I'm not, I refuse to allow anyone to take my joy. I seek happiness. I demand my slice of joy. I just do. And if that means that I have to be real with someone to a point where it offends them, where normally... The way I would be real is I would be like, hey, let's not talk about it because <laughs> I, I know I could light him up. Another friend, she said it beautifully, and, it might, and it's not going to sound beautifully when I say it, but she said it like this. She said, you spend your time worrying about how other people view your level of care for them, but you don't spend as much time viewing your level of care for yourself. So it's really simple. In life, if there's something you want, then go for it all the way. Take it. 
Why are you holding yourself back? When if I asked you, I want to go up for this promotion, I want to go do this, I want to go do that, you would tell me, go grab it by the horns. Why can't you live by your own advice? And I'm like, well, it's never really applied well. She's like, that's stupid. She's like, then you should never open your mouth about subjects again. She was right. She was right. It was good enough for me to be comfortable in what I was for that long of my life where I could give you sound advice. It would help you, but I would never treat my own heart with that level of care. And that is why I was sitting in a prison mentally for so long. (laughs) It only took me like 35 years to figure it out, (laughs) but it also took me a lot of pain. And pain can sit you on your ass quicker then you would write a book or figure out or be enlightened to change. I'm thankful for the pain. It sharpened me. If I had to do it again, I wouldn't welcome it, to be honest. I wouldn't. And none of us would. But it's through the losses that we grow, right? It's through the losses that we become better. Talked about it before. To get to this state, I've had to refocus myself. I had to set set new goals, set new heights. And I had to commit to following it. I had to have moments where I celebrated the small victory so I didn't beat on myself. We were coming around the corner. We're coming around the mountain, I should say. And we're almost there to the end of this series. I'm so proud of myself. I'm, I'm going to talk my shit for a little minute. Give me... I'm going to take this next minute here, and I'm going to say that I never thought that I would get it done. I never thought that I would actually commit to this. Hell, let alone I never thought I would finish another one of my books. These are two books that are written. Now I just need to publish one of them, right? But the the one that I want to lead with, it still needs 15 poems. And to be honest with you, I haven't been inspired to write them at all. (laughs) I've been inspired in a different way. Instead of going to this place and and collecting a sense of writing, I'm going to this place and and actually creating a sense of the moment. I'm capturing the moment. Before I would capture the moment in words. Now I'm actually capturing the moment (laughs) as a photo, painting a picture. It's so beautiful. And I have questioned myself, is that why I'm not inspired to write? But it's like, no, it's not that. I, I'm inspired to write. I've been focused on the positivity wall. So you can get lost in all this. I, I think about a lot of crazy things. But I celebrate the victory that, hey, I did this. I decided I wanted to make this. I decided I wanted to do this series, and I decided that I was going to do it. I was going to take something that was put on a wall in front of me that helped me get through a very tough time last year when we came home from COVID and when I lost a lot of things. Moments will test your resolve. They just will. Don't stop. (laughs) Don't stop pushing forward. You're, You're worth so much. I don't say that to you to, you know, to boost your head up. I say it to you to be honest because you're loved. (laughs) And I've had to say that to myself many days to get out of the bed. I've had to say it over the last 10 years to just keep going. 
And I and and then the thing is, is I got to look back at ten years, and I asked myself, what did I do in that time frame? Met a lot of amazing people, traveled around this country, even left the country. Okay, had fun, saw my son grow, do amazing things, started writing, started seriously writing, uh, did some poetry things, did a live, recorded some pods, done a lot, done a lot. But why do I feel like it's just not enough? Do any of you feel that way about your life? I did these things, but... It's just not enough. Is it just me because I'm a overachiever and I seek to to be the best? But then I look back at 10 years thinking like I just I just had to get to this point. I just had to make sure these investments were right, make sure that I had this much liquid that I could touch. And I'm in this space where like I literally sat home for four months, enjoyed time with my son, enjoyed time with some friends. You know, I was hard on myself at the beginning of it, but enjoyed the time and I didn't lose a step. (laughs) It's in the moments when we reflect that we figure out some of the greatest accomplishments we don't celebrate. So when I tell you to celebrate your small victories, it's because I don't want you to forget about how great you are. It's because for 35 years, I spent a lot of time not celebrating amazing things. And then looking back on them and going, wow, I went through that and I thought that was my toughest moment. <sighs> or I went through that and wow, that was an amazing moment. The only exception I would say is the night I won my award. In the moments before I went back to my hotel room, like I was in those moments fully. I was, I didn't believe that it could be true. But the thing about it is on the work side, that was a pinnacle for me. On my personal side, having my son and going through this has been great. I want the man that is me to find his happiness. I'll tell you why when we call to close. So the reason why is because, one, I wouldn't know. I truly wouldn't know what it was if I got to wear it. You gave it to me in a watch. I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I seek happiness. I demand my slice of joy. And I will get it. I'm moving toward that space. Because I understand that I can't be everything that everybody wants me to be. And nor do I need to waste my time worrying about that. I need to go after the things and the people that I want. Wasting time sitting by. (laughs) I just don't, I don't need to do that. If I'm being true to this process of discovery, if I'm being true to this process of the positivity wall, I need, I need to push myself completely into the uncomfortable. And it's tough. It ain't easy. The reason why is because I can't have that happiness without uneasiness. You got to make yourself look a little stupid if you want some joy, right? And so I say all that to say this because you're like, what what the hell are you talking about? I'm not just going to leave it here in this positivity wall because maybe you felt the way I have. 
you know, my why generally results around my son, but this why specifically revolves around me. Within me, I was never the one who was getting the attention from women. Um, I was just some kid reading books. So a part of me always looks at myself like that, just this odd person, nerd. And, you know, it, it didn't attract certain interests. So when it comes to like, how people are attracted to me or how people are attracted. It's a very confusing subject. One, I don't even, don't even get me started. It's somebody I like right now. Right now. I think she's absolutely beautiful. Got a cool spirit for the most part when I would interact with her. Probably would give me hell. Sassy. I like, I like, you know, women who can stand on their two feet. I respect it. And I don't know if I talked about it before in the positivity wall, but I probably talked about it in other um, series or whatever. I just want to, <laughs> I just want to messenger and and tell her that I think that she's kick ass, and that sounds stupid, <laughs> and that's why I don't do it. <laughs> I just want to tell her like I think she's awesome. I would love to like go on a date with her and would she and and see once again it's why i don't i'm bad at this but the point that i'm trying to take you through is the reason why i haven't pulled the trigger is because i don't know what to say and and the worst thing that can be said is no but it's not like life ending you know what i mean and you know you got that term shoot or shoot like you can't sit here holding the ball and not take the shot the worst thing to be said is like no but then I think the scariest thing to be said to me is yes. And that's exactly why I haven't moved my feet. Because what if she does say yes? Then you got to like figure out, okay, well, like, <laughs> I don't really know as much about you. You know, we ain't really talked on that level. So it's like, I don't know what you're into specifically to even try to form like going on a date. <laughs> And then there's like spacing, like, you know, she doesn't live in my city. She doesn't live too far from my city, though. The why that I leave in this positivity wall is this is the um, this is the first test, true test of uncomfort, not the job. The job's a job. The first true test is stepping up to the plate knowing nothing on the picture that's going <laughs> to throw, you know, try to strike me out. Don't know the pitches. Don't know the velocity. I know nothing. I just know there's a picture in front of me. Never seen this picture before. And in the way that, like, I don't have enough information. And the ambiguity in me is sitting me down, as I was taught about this before. And I was taught how to handle ambiguity. I was taught to collect as much information as I can assess, make a decision, and move. Lou Rodriguez, I love you. <laughs> an old boss, but more than anything, an old friend. I, but I'm struggling. Not because of if she says no. It's because what if she says yes? What if I mess it up? What if, what if, what if? Times will test your resolve. 
Don't stop pushing forward. You are loved. I leave this with you today to tell you that I'm about to make a fool of myself. <laughs> Jemiah two years ago, Jemiah a year ago would have told you, I can't do it. Jemiah now doesn't give a fuck. I demand my slice of joy. And to get it, I'm going to have to do things that make me uncomfortable. I'm going to have to do things that put me in very weird spots. <laughs> and it's the only way to grow. I know it. I believe it. And I know it to be so. So if I know that to be so, don't be afraid of yes and don't be afraid of no. The thing I should be afraid of is inaction. My why is just that I refuse to allow ambiguity or uncomfortable situations to keep me holding the ball in my hand. The time for movement is now. So in your life, if you're not moving, if you're not trying to plant that beautiful garden in your palace, <laughs> preferably find some perennials so that when they go away, they come back and they're still beautiful the next year. They're year-long plants, people. Make the most of your opportunities. Because you just never know. You never know. You never know what your opportunities may give you. If you don't try, they're just wasted. So, as I bring you to it in, it was a very thought-provoking <laughs> positivity wall. It may be a little bit different from how I wrote it. Went a little bit off script. I'm sorry. But I'm not. Because <laughs> this is my audio journal. And I think this will mean more to me than it will mean to you. So I dedicate it to Jemiah Daniel. You're not just the boy walking in the rain. You're not just the kid that was the nerd. You're so much more than that. I wish you would see it. I hope that you see it. And the reason why is because you are amazing. You are beautiful. And most of all, you are loved. I would like to take the time to thank you for joining this jam talk for today. That's it. That's the end. There's no, nothing else to say. Go back to your, your regularly scheduled program. Chew knows it. <laughs>